Hi there, and welcome to Jed Banger's Ball. I am your host, Jed Mayhew. And apologies, it's been a while. And uh, I've had a few people, quite a few people actually, write me and say that uh, they missed the podcast, that they wanted it back. Um, a guy sent me $10 via Venmo, uh, which you feel free to do. It's at Jed-Mayhew, M-A-H-E-U. That's my Venmo address if you want to send me uh, money. Um, someone sent me $10. I can't remember his name, unfortunately. I'm sorry, sorry. It was a little while back. Sent me $10 um, to buy beer and to get the podcast back on the air. And, you know, after being in Europe uh, twice this year uh, and being on being on tour in Europe twice this year and being just on tour in general this year, uh, I, I'm good on beer right now. Um, I've had so much German beer this year. Uh, and I'll, and I'll tell you this, I, I gotta say my, I like the, probably the Hefeweizen the best, uh, the, out of the German beers that I've had, uh, Hefeweizen. And then secondly, I go with the Pilsner, uh, because it's a little hoppier. And then, uh, and then, uh, lastly is the hell beer, which that's the that's the Oktoberfest beer that they drink in Bavaria in the in the giant uh in the giant steins it's like a lager, you know. Um and uh th- that's kind of what they're known for, but and I'm sure there's really good ones, but when we play like clubs or festivals, they're giving us, you know, their equivalent of uh for the most part they're giving you the equivalency of like Pabst or whatever over here even though like their version of you know, it's far superior to, um, I wouldn't even put Pabst anywhere near it. Um, and I don't know what the fuck happened with like how Pabst became like this, like shitty hipster beer, but, uh, I can't even fuck. I mean, the older I get, man, fuck, I can't even drink that shit anymore. Oh, also my, I saw my uncle recently. Um, and he said he was listening to the podcast and, and that, uh, the, the most difficult thing was to get past all the, cursing so i'm gonna work on that um and it's just it's just cheap it's uh it doesn't do anything for anybody but i am back and i wanted to just start off uh real quick get this out of the way before we get into what this podcast is all about um and what this podcast is all about actually is going to be a tour diary uh from not the first european tour this year and not the west coast tour uh because those were two too far away and too much shit's happened, but I'm going to just do uh, a little tour diary, uh, audio, audio, audio tour diary of the second European tour that we did this year, um, which was about five weeks long. And um, yeah, we're going to get into that and we're going to get into everything else that's been going on because it's been a crazy fucking year and I'm trying to get the podcast going again. I'm trying to get people to come over and do it. I've written to uh, a few celebrities, and um, no one's written me back. So uh, I'm gonna reach out to some lower level, uh, lower level people that I know, uh, as I've got friends in low places. And here we go with uh, the current dates. Um, we're we're wrapping up the year here, folks. Um, for the old zigzags, we're gonna be working on a new record. I'm already writing. Um, that record and uh, I'm working on uh, getting it sh- getting it to the point where 
I can show it to Dane and Sean and we can kind of start fleshing the songs out. But the idea is to spend as much as next year as we can um, not touring um, and working on a record. But we will be definitely out there on the road uh, as things come up as they already are starting to come up. And we have some dates uh, coming in February and we will have dates throughout the year. But uh, for the most part, the idea is to is to make the best record possible uh, on this next one. And I think we made a really good record on the last one, They'll Never Take Us Alive. I think the songs were solid, but I do feel like um, we maybe brushed some things as far as um, just recording. You know, we we record so fast, then we go like, fuck, you know, what what more do we do? But... I think that uh, what it is is you got to take the time to get uh, the sounds right. And when you're in the studio, you don't always feel like you have that time. You're spending money and you, 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 you're like, fuck it, let's just do it. Or, I mean, screw it, let's do it. And uh, so you go for it, you know. And maybe, I think we booked like four or five days in the studio for this last album and by day three we had tracked everything and we were and we were just like what do we do now kind of thing whereas maybe we should have taken those first two days to just get uh guitar sounds and drum sounds and bass sounds and and some of that stuff so that we were really happy with that before we started tracking um and that's nobody's fault um other than you know all of ours so we'll get into that later, but anyways, that uh, what we have coming up right now is October 19th, we're in Ventura at the Red Cove Inn, and that's going to be with Pushy, who's a great band from Portland, Oregon, sort of got a really kind of, out of all the like sort of stoner rock bands that we play with, these guys are not a stoner rock band uh, at all. Um, they have a total like kind of a 70s ZZ Top boogie sort of thing. Um, but in a really sort of unique, fun way, uh, compared to a lot of the, a lot of the music going on. So if you haven't checked those guys out, they're called Pushy. They're from Portland. Um, we're playing with them and, uh, Hot Lunch, who, uh, we've also played with a number of times and been around for a while and is a total fan favorite and, uh, just a fucking straight up classic fucking heavy good ass rock and roll band so and then also uh two bands that i'm actually interested to see too uh pink mist who i think is from ventura and also uh the other band is called fuck goat rhythm yeah goat rhythm so um and i've heard really good things about both of them and then after that we're on our way out to the levitation fest in austin and we are still looking for a date uh november 1st in the phoenix tempe arizona but the rest of it's all pretty much showed up um november 2nd we'll be in bisbee arizona at the quarry uh that'll be our first time there november 3rd we're in juarez at pato de perro i think it means dog leg that's with Diz brew another great band uh from from juarez um, that'll be our first time there. Um, and then we have a few days off, but we're going to try to see what we can find out in West Texas. And then we play November 7th, uh, Houston at Rudyard's, um, with our buddies Rip. Uh, uh, November 8th, we're in Dallas at the Gas Monkey Garage. Um, I don't know if you've seen that TV show and we're opening up for High on Fire, Integrity, 
Devil Master is playing, uh, and Monolord, and I believe the band is called Creeping Death as well, is also playing. Uh, so that's going to be an insane show. The next day we play uh, Levitation Festival in Austin. Um, and that's going to be, uh, there's like a million fucking people playing that thing. Um, so we're on the same day as like John Cale, Flippers playing. I mean, it's all spread out amongst various clubs. So I'm not going to tell you exactly where where to go. Um, and then uh, the, we got the next day off. Then uh, November 11th, we're in New Orleans. I believe that's at Po' Boys. Poor boys. Uh, November 12th, we're in San Antonio at the 502 bar. November 14th, we're in El Paso at Monarch. Then the 15th, we're in Tucson at Owls Club. And the 16th, we go back to Mexicali to play Taberna LeBaron, um, which we were supposed to play uh, this year, and we canceled the show. Um, and we canceled the show uh, because... Uh, my dad passed away and we had three Mexican, three shows in Mexico booked, uh, right before we went back to Europe, uh, the second time. And, uh, sadly my, my father passed away in that time. Um, and you know, I don't want to get into it too much or to be too much of a downer to listen to, but, um, it was basically... I was going to go to Mexico for a few days, play these shows, and then get on a flight to go to Europe for five weeks. And my dad passed away a couple of days right before I left. So it was uh, it was pretty intense. Um, and I got to luckily I got to go down and see my mom uh, before I left. And um, and when we got back, uh, they had postponed the mor- memorial service. So I got to go down for that and speak at that. And I and roast the crowd. This is in uh, Louisiana and in very like sort of born again Christian sort of church. So I was able to uh, make fun of everyone, uh, which I, I uh, I've done that at weddings, too. And it's never never turned out good. But this time it turned out pretty good because I think I knew, you know, it, it being my father's funeral. I knew where the line was, I think, this time, <laughs> hopefully. Um, so, yeah, that. uh that was a heavy hitter as far as um in the midst of all this stuff and I, and I will say I'm glad that it happened bef- before I was on the tour because it would have been a lot harder to be there while this went down and be in a band with you know two other guys and you know try to sort of process these kinds of situations um it's just uh I don't know. I guess it's just I guess it just depends on the relationship you had with your parents or family members when they passed because uh for me I was just uh it was very um it was very hard for for a minute and then I felt very at peace with it. I knew that he was sick and I knew that what we weren't told was that it was that he was sick and that it was going to take a long time for his sickness to um manifest itself uh and that he was going to be able to live with it and treat it for a long time and that didn't happen at all so that's where i was kind of caught off guard um but you know i've had friends and and you know family members and 
people that uh, have gone through, as we all have, really difficult situations. And and I was just, re- I just feel very lucky that I was able to uh, resolve things with my father before he passed because we had a really good, uh, we had a really good relationship in that we were very similar. And we liked a lot of the same things. We liked music and we liked knives and we liked sports and uh, cars and these fishing, these sorts of things, you know, very outdoor. He's they're from, he, he's my dad's from Louisiana. So, you know, very outdoors kind of things, you know, and being in nature and animals and animals in general, dogs, these, these sorts of things, you know, uh, so we, we had a lot in common and we, but we fought a lot too, you know, and, and we were kind of gnarly dudes. So we like, and we were kind of Louisiana kind of Cajun backwoodsy a little bit, maybe with some of our <laughs> ways of, uh, handling anger and, uh, things like that, or just, uh, relationships in general, you know, or kind of old school and that, uh, We've we've physically you know fought a few times and um, but that but we always got over it so so I was glad that when it happened I felt resolved because I also have had a friend whose father also died around the same time and he did not feel resolved it felt uh, very um, very upset that he was feeling anger towards his father or that he didn't get to say sort of his uh his piece and and we never had any problem with saying our piece but it wasn't uh it wasn't um it wasn't like we told each other how we felt we more sort of screamed at each other and told the other person what they were doing wrong (laughs) so anyways we go we go to uh we go to europe like i fly back to la we go to europe like right after that so I get to, uh, we flew into, Dane and I flew on Norwegian Air, which fucking sucks, by the way. Do not fly on Norwegian Air. They you, they don't even give you water. They don't give you coffee. There's no meal. I mean, and this is this is an international flight. Um, but we were trying to save money. I think, I, Sean, I think, flew on Lufthansa or something like that, which was smarter. Uh, because the, thing, the main thing is, so when we, we got to the airport and... Uh, I go to check in my guitars and all the records that we had brought in this bag. And they said that because we hadn't checked in 24 hours in advance or whatever, we hadn't checked our bags, that that it was double the price. So for our uh, one guitar and a bunch of merch and I think Dane's drums that he possibly checked, it was $600 uh to check it in which we did not have at this time we were like we had, we had paid ourselves after the first european tour uh whatever we could and then and then also just used that money from the first european tour to buy the tickets for this next one so i didn't have six hundred dollars just lying on me and that's why i was bringing all this merch also as opposed to shipping it because i thought it would be cheaper to bring it on the plane so i'm losing my shit and i hear the person next to me freaking out on the uh what do you call it the uh not f- flight attendant but the person at the tick ticket register uh i heard the hear the person next to me they're they're freaking out and i recognize the voice immediately because it was valentina from rupaul's drag race so so i had to so i got a selfie with valentina um 
and which and I said, you know, thank God you're here. This this making this uh, situation so much easier for me um, to deal with the fact that I got to pay six hundred dollars that I don't have. Uh, and so we had to put it on a credit card. <sighs> And we got on the flight, and we get to Norway. And as soon as I land in Norway, I'm uh, told that uh, the shows we were supposed to play with, The Obsessed in uh, Cologne, and there was one other one uh, that they that Cologne uh, Obsessed had canceled their tour, and so those were canceled. And that also uh, the festival we were supposed to play in Helsinki, Finland was also canceled, I think, due to like ticket sales or something like that. So I wrote back to Ricky, our booking agent, and, was, and I didn't remember what he said, but he got pissed off and he was like, you know, don't talk to me that way or you're being passive aggressive. And I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not being passive aggressive. I just, my dad died. I'm fucking jet lagged. I just spent $600 on, uh, uh, checked luggage and I just I just don't want any more bad information until until we get there so we sorted it out and it was all right so we get to Berlin Dane and I uh, I think Sean flew into uh, Munich Um, we get to Berlin we hang out for a few days um, and then we get the uh, the van shows up and this is when we meet our tour driver and uh, he's late of course, uh, for the first day, which immediately kind of puts me in a thing, but I'm trying to be better. You know, I'm working out, I'm meditating. I'm, you know, I'm trying to be better in general. I'm trying not to scream at everybody all the time. Uh, I'm doing an okay job at it. Um, but you know, one of these things, one, one thing I cannot stand is lateness. And, uh, he starts off the tour late Picks us up, takes us to our booking agency, and then basically disappears uh, with the van for, I think, about half an hour. And I'm looking at Marco, who's one of the booking agents, going like, what the fuck is going on with this fucking guy already? Um, But again, I'm trying to be cool. So we get in the van, we drive. uh, Our first show is in uh, Nickelsdorf. Austria at a, at a festival out in the woods and uh, we needed to go towards Munich anyways to get there so we were picking Sean up and the first uh, night we drive insane summertime traffic in Germany and we get to the hotel and Sean's still in Munich and we're going to pick him up the next day I wake up super early just jet lagged 5 in the morning go to the, the hotel's pretty nice has a gym go down there and I'm like doing the elliptical machine. I think I'm listening to either Juice Priest or ACDC. That's like what I listen to these days when I'm, when I'm working out. Um, and none of this, I'm not listening to like, (laughs) I'm not listening to Thunderstruck by the way, or, uh, what would be the, I'm not really, I'm not listening to breaking the law. Um, I'm listening to like, uh, power age or, um, I'm listening to, uh, stained class or something like that just so you know i'm not i'm not trying to like pull cool guy thing here but i'm just like i just think it's funny when uh some of these guys are like yeah i work out to acdc and it's just like thunderstruck anyways so i'm like listening to that doing the elliptical machine and i think it's just the jet lag or what i think the 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 canceled shows maybe everything but i'm just and then 
you know, I started thinking about my dad and it, this had just happened a couple of days before and I just, I'm on the elliptical machine and I'm just, just weeping, just crying, listening to, not thunderstruck, I'm listening to ACDC, crying, doing the uh, elliptical machine and it's really early in the, it's like six in the morning, you know, it's just crazy and I'm sweating, crying, ACDC, not thunderstruck elliptical machine and I look over and and I have like you know my headphones on or whatever obviously because I wasn't listening to Thunderstruck and I look over and there's just this German woman like (laughs) refilling the (laughs) refilling the water bottles and I just didn't hear her come in and so she's in there or she's refilling this water and I look over and I'm just crying and she's just staring at me as she's pouring this water in there and I can only can only imagine what she what was going through her mind as I as I cried and elliptical and listen to ACDC but I got over it so we go and we pick up Sean we get going we get to Nickelsdorf Austria it's beautiful it's out in the woods uh I think we're like the third band of the evening or something like that this I can't remember whose band was played before us it was like a weird like kind of like fake doors band like Austrian doors or something like that <laughs> I think these dudes were just like these dudes are just like tripping on Mushroom King or Mushroom King tripping on mushrooms and Lizard Kinging. Yeah, he was like doing some sort of Lizard King thing on mushrooms uh, out here in the woods or whatever. And I don't know what I don't know what to make of it. It was entertaining. Uh, we were just happy to be there. We were, you know, we we're getting the tour started. We had the merch set up. Um, we crushed it on merch. Um, but we also I didn't think about it. I thought my guitar would be in tune. And, uh, Sean was in the wrong tuning. Um, so we get on stage and it's light out. This is all just like inside baseball sort of stuff, but sometimes you guys want to know this kind of stuff. So like if it's light outside and you're playing a, a festival, uh, it's hard to read your guitar tuner. Um, this is something I've found. So if you have one of those Boss TU2 tuners and you're playing like an outdoor show, it's really hard to see what the thing is. And then I play this stupid Floyd Rose thing. So it's not the easiest guitar to tune. And the plane, because of the cabin, the pressure or whatever, just whacks the guitar completely out of tune. So like we're trying to get going. We can't get our... Uh, we have a. We also use a... Uh, a reamp box, which is basically it sends a signal um, from whatever device you're uh, using through XLR so that you can record it. It's If you know anything about recording, you know what it is. If you don't, um, I don't either. So we got this reamp box hooked up to a delay pedal that I run my vocals through, and it's been a lifesaver, and it's, and it's amazing. And it sounds great, and it just gives this kind of like echo thing, but I don't have to rely on the sound guy to dial stuff in. I just have my sort of plug-and-play, get-up-and-go sort of situation now. Can't get that to work. I can't get my guitar in tune. I finally do get it in tune right before we're supposed to play. We start on this first song. Sean doesn't realize that his guitar's in bass is in the wrong uh, tuning. He's in standard, and we tune down to... Uh, we tune a half step down. So he's all over the place. We're just sucking completely. Barely make it through the show. Crush it on merch. Uh, meet all the other bands. Great. Having a good time. And then this 
insane, which would just be the story of this entire tour, insane uh, rain and thunder and lightning storm comes through, just blasting everyone out. We're in this like field uh, in Austria. We just hang out like in the tent the entire time. They they decide to go on. Um, uh, t- this band Temple Fang plays, um, and they uh, and they're just all these people like you know in the rain and there's lightning and stuff and we're just like let's get the hell out of here. Um, so we we do we get paid and we get out of there. Uh, great festival. Uh, the next day we go back to Austria. Uh, we're in Austria already, so we go and drive. Everything's fine right now, by the way on this tour um we go uh to vienna and we do the thing that we always do which is get to the club way too early and no one's there and so we're just kind of sitting outside the club it's this place called venster 99 that we've played at once before and had a really great show um and this show was no different it was amazing there was tons of people there it was packed it was, everyone was going ape shit it was great um but before the show we were uh we were just standing outside uh, trying to figure out what to do. And there was this giant, like, um, like cinder block. And we kept trying to see who could pick it up with one hand. And, and we were, the, none of us could do it. Um, but as we were trying to pick up this rock with one hand, we noticed that there was money in the grass. Um, and then we started walking around the grass outside the venue and finding all these like Euro coins, like 50 cents here, 70, uh, 20, you know, whatever the Euro coins are. I think we found maybe a one Euro coin or a two Euro coin at some point. And so then it became like a treasure hunt. So we're doing that for an hour and we, we could only surmise that, uh, people were just coming out of the bar drunk and like dropping change everywhere. So, uh, we found some money there and then we played the show. It was amazing. I said, uh, when when people started showing up, we, we started asking people if they could pick up this rock. No one could pick it up. It was like sort of the sword in the stone, you know, sort of situation. Uh, we're playing the show. There's this giant guy there, of course. Of course, the day that we're trying to pick up this rock, like some fucking like strongman guy shows up. Giant guy. Um, and uh, uh, he... Uh, he's up front the entire time. And so eventually like he's just screaming for songs he wants to hear. He's like, he's having a great time. He's a cool guy. He's just in everyone's uh, way. Cause he's massive. So finally I'm just like, yo dude, like we'll play whatever you want, but just like stand in the back for like two songs so that anyone else who wants to see the show can like stand where you are. So he goes back there, blah, blah. I go, Hey, if anyone can pick up that rock outside, like, I'll give you a free T-shirt. Goes outside, crushes it, picks the rock up immediately. Gets a 2XL T-shirt, which I was trying to get rid of anyways. So that worked out. Uh, We get out of there. We leave. uh, Stay the night. Uh, The next day, we had off, actually. But we were playing in Bratislava, Slovakia, which I'd never been to. So we drove out there. um, Had a great time. Went, climbed up on the castle, had dinner. Uh, the next day drove out into the wine country, had some of the worst fucking wine I've ever tasted. Uh, the red wine was terrible. It tasted like sangria. The white wine was just, just as bad. Uh, the food was awful, but it was our fault. We stopped at the first, we stopped at the first place we saw. Um, and we had like, it was like, uh, macaroni and cheese, but like just terrible macaroni and cheese, um, with like bits of like lunch meat in it. Ugh. 
Um, I'm just like, I'm thinking about it now, just going like, Ugh. um, so we got there and we had terrible wine. And then as we drove into the town, we found like one of the most LA style, like coffee shops ever, like this cold brew, like coffee bakery with like, they had amazing wine there. So we had wine there and that was great. Um, and we brought some wine back, like in like a plastic two liter bottle, which they said was like the shitty wine that was sort of the, um, what do you call it? It was uh, the leftover from the process of making their wine. So like whatever the leftover stuff is, they put it in these, these plastic, like two liter Coke bottles that becomes like their like crummy table wine or whatever. But I, I swear to God, I can't tell the difference between that wine and the like $12 bottle of red that they had there as well. So, um, we ended up playing Bratislava and it was killer. And like the people were awesome. And there was like a goofy metal band that played before us. And, uh, uh, you know, they just had the look down and they were full on into it. And, uh, it kind of had like a bit of a spinal tappy vibe, you know? Um, but who's to say, because we were playing the show too. So, uh, played there and got out of there, uh, cruised back. Um, the next day things started to go a little South. Um, I was, we were waiting for the, uh, of course we had to stay in a hostel that night. So we were, Went to some weird, it looked like, it was actually fine. It was just looked like a bunker out in the middle of nowhere. And we got there, and uh, our tour driver, uh, who at this point is starting to annoy the shit out of me a little bit. Um, and I don't want to go into him too much, or his name, obviously, or where he's from. But he's starting to piss me off. Uh, just doing stupid stuff, like he left, like left us at the booking agency. He's done a couple things now where he's just like... He'll just drop us off and then just leave with the van with no communication as to where he's going. And then we're just sitting there like on the side of the road trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Um, he's like getting food bought for him, but not like asking to pitch in. And then I go like, oh, OK, well, you know, let's break it up four ways. And then he's just like, oh, I don't have any money on me, you know, doing like kind of silly shit like that. And we've had nothing but great people the entire time. Every other tour, we've had great tour drivers. Uh, the first guy was from France, and he was awesome, Johan. And then we had Alex from Germany, who was great. And then we had Guillaume, who was also from France, lived in Spain, who was great. This guy was not cool like these people. So um, I'm starting to get a little annoyed. And when we're... we're here's, another, here's another tour trick. I'll, every once in a while, I'll give you a little tour trick. So like when you're on tour with a van... Uh, you try to park if you got the gear in the back, uh, and you can, uh, because we tour over there, we tour in this like Mercedes sprinter van over here. I have like a Ford Econoline and I have my own setup here for how I do it. But over there, uh, we're in like a cargo, like a cargo sprinter. It's like, it's weight. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's bigger than we need it to be, but it's also just like comfortable. So we roll with it and all the gears in this like cargo hold it has a wall in the front so you can't get to the gear from the you know the inside of the van where you sit and you could get to the back if you bust the door open so the trick that we always do is you try to park the van up against like a concrete wall or a pole or a tree so that it's basically impossible for somebody to like pull the door open so we're like in this field trying to get him to pull the van up against uh, a tree and this guy cannot he just cannot 
aim it and get it backwards. And mind you, this van has like three. This is a brand new Mercedes van with like 360 degree cameras around the entire thing. So if you if you even get close to another car, it beeps uh, when you try to change lanes and it lets you know like if there's another car that's too close. And when you're backing up, it basically gives you like this map, like a 3D map showing you exactly where you're supposed to drive. It's easier than playing like a driving video game. Uh, if you are if you played a driving video game that was just about parking. It's insanely easy. This guy cannot do it. It's 3 in the morning. I'm like, yo, let me drive. You know, he never wants me to drive. Uh, this is my job. You know, this kind of shit. Um and so eventually I'm just like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? Like, turn the fucking wheel, you know? Like, I start yelling at the guy. I'm not even thinking. I'm just thinking, like, let's get this thing done. I'm not thinking, like, I don't care about his feelings at this point. I'm just like, let's park the van so everyone can go to sleep because it's, now it's, like, 3 in the morning. And so then, then the next day we're getting ready to go. And, of course, it's just like we got a long drive. We're going this, – this tour, the drives were long. They were, like, five hours a day easily i mean and sometimes more than that the tour the tour we'd done earlier this year we had a lot of like two i think we had a one hour drive where dane and i were freaking out because that was like a new personal record to only drive like one hour on tour for a show this one was a lot of five hour drives that was like pretty much the average so it's not like the worst and we've done we drove from san francisco to austin straight and it took us 27 hours so like i don't nothing at this point is a big deal but when you're doing it every day it's like let's just try to make it as easy on ourselves as possible and we're going to berlin which means you know traffic it's not paris traffic but it's still traffic and we're coming from another country so you gotta you gotta just account for this stuff so it's taking forever to go and i'm like and i go to the dude i'm like i'm like hey cool do you want to go to berlin today or what you know and, uh, you know, being a dick. But at the same time, I'm just like, why are we, like, still here in this, like, crappy hostel? And I went and got you coffee, and I'm trying to just get up and go. It's your job. So we get to Berlin and uh, sound check and stuff and get there kind of late. He, of course, takes the van, parks it a million miles away, has the per diem, has the money for us to eat. Like, we don't know where he is. I'm like, yo, what's going on, you know? And then he's like, oh, I don't like the way you're talking to me. And you you make fun of my driving and, you know, this kind of stuff. And uh, which is true. But it's also like that's your job again. Um, so uh, I think you're getting a little insight into what it's like touring with me. But um, so we kind of get into it. I apologize. I tell him, you know, that I'm stressed out i don't know blame it on my dad or something like that but uh just that i'm tired and you know anyways whatever it was i i apologize for it. it's fine we get through it you know play a great show in berlin it's packed it's amazing we have a blast uh we go back to the, uh our friend sarah's apartment who we always stay at we stay there uh next day guy's late again comes over he says he's wrecked his bicycle or whatever something it's just like one time is a thing two times you know, whatever, and then, but now it's starting to just become this weird pattern of just, like, okay, what, like, and we're already, like, man, let's get rid of this guy, this guy sucks, like, we hate this guy, 
But at the same time, the crux of all this, and you'll you'll see, is that we had a show in Barcelona, and then we had the next show was in Helsinki. So we needed someone to drive the van from Barcelona to Amsterdam and pick us up. So we were going to fly from Barcelona to Helsinki, and then fly from Helsinki to Amsterdam, and um, and then play a show. And the van was supposed to meet us there. So it's like. How do you do that without a driver, right? Because I'll tell you another thing, too. Like, on tour, like, in Europe, drivers are expensive. And having someone drive you and have you have do, do your merch is super expensive. And we do well on merch. So, even for us, it's like the driver's the only one guaranteed to get paid at the end of this thing. And they're guaranteed to get paid more money than the band, than we are individually. So you add that factor into what else what what's already going on and it gets kind of crazy. So, let's see. I'm taking too long with all these stories, but uh I find it fascinating. Um this might be a two-parter actually. So, we're going to just call this one part 1 of the tour diary and we'll see what happens. So, we get to uh we go to Hamburg and um we get there and it's raining. Uh we get to this alley where the show is. Same place we played there before. The Comet, uh, spelled with a K. Egbert is the guy who puts the show on. We stayed with him once before. He told me that the first album was great and the second album sucks. Uh, very German. Um, so we get there and we're in the alley. It looks like a, it looks like a scene out of like Peaky Blinders or some sort of turn of the century uh, depression era. What was that like on the Bowery or something like that? It's like it's like like ten, like insanely drunk. This is we're right in the uh, Raperbahn in Hamburg, you know, like um, their red light district. We're we're like one block over from the main like drag or whatever. Um, and it's interesting because it's it's like the red light district in Amsterdam, but it's just I think it's the main kind of I guess prostitution area is one street and there's like these walls and it basically says like men only. So you walk around this wall and you just walk down this one street and then it's, it's sort of similar to the red light district in Amsterdam. It's women in, uh, windows. Um, so you walk through there, but we're, we're playing one block over from there. And, uh, so, you know, all of, all of Hamburg's finest are out. Um, but, uh, in this alley is like 15 of the drunkest, idiots you've ever seen and they're pushing each other and they're they're like older like out of work derelicts and one of the guys has like two like disgusting black eyes and they're pushing him around it's raining they're standing there all they're all hammered um and we were supposed to park there and load out but like no one was at the club so we just drove around the corner and parked sat there in the rain uh i, I showed uh the the band the uh Chuck Berry video, uh, if you haven't seen that. I don't want to go into that because it's disgusting. Um, so we watched that. Um, Chuck Berry peeing on a woman. Uh, he was known to have uh, put a bunch of cameras in his theme parks in the bathroom. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to be gross. I'm telling you this is public record. Um, but apparently cops raided his house and, and they found a video of him uh, and a prostitute. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's very foul. Uh, so we watched that, uh, <laughs> in the rain. 
uh, and waited for the uh, the promoter to show up. Played the show again, completely packed. This place is tiny. It's so packed in there. It's so hot. Uh, they weren't letting any more people in. We could barely, we didn't even get to see the first band, Cocaine, no, not Cocaine Piss. We'd played with them um, before. Shit, what is this band called? Oh, man, I can't remember what they're, I can't remember what they're called. Uh, really good uh, German. Uh, oh, they're called Suck. That's what it was. Suck. Uh, we didn't even get to see them. Um, because I couldn't even get into the club and it's, they still allow smoking there and it's just insane. So, uh, we play and it's totally packed and it's nuts and, uh, barely get out of there alive and it's raining and we get out and everyone's covered in sweat and it's disgusting at this point. And, uh, go back to Egbert's house, um, spend the night there for the second time. Uh, we didn't talk as much this time. I, I guess he must like the new album i'm not sure uh he didn't say anything about it um and he did say that we were the only band that he ever booked shows for and i don't know if that's true or not or if he was just trying to be nice but uh anyways we appreciate it egbert and uh the show was great so we leave we after that we're going to the stoned from the underground festival in erfurt and uh here's where things start to kind of really go south um and because uh, we're at uh, 45 minutes here on the podcast, uh, well, I guess I was thinking I would take Fonz out, but it looks like he, he came over and then he turned around. So I guess he's okay. So we'll, we'll get going here. I guess we'll, yeah, I get it. So uh, that was Fonz telling me he's ready for his daily stroll because it is past 4 p.m. So we go to Erfurt to play the Stone from the Underground Festival. Again, it's raining. There's lightning. Uh, Nashville Pussies there. Um, <laughs> talk to them about seeing them in Seattle and years and years ago. Uh, we're hanging out in the rain. This guy comes over from this band called, uh, I think they're called Bush Bushfire, Bushmaster. Brush, we, we made up a n- number of names for him, but the guy, you know, he's from, I think he's from New York, but he opens a van and we're like goes up he's like hey i'm bushfire nice to meet you you know start talking to this guy he's he's moved over here from the states years ago he's living in germany and uh you know making his life over there and had a great great talk with this guy uh just a real solid uh solid rock boss so uh we talked to bushfire for a while tried to rein it out you know i should have uh i should have prefaced this by saying we started to get to the festival and the traffic was really, really bad. And I start getting really freaked out because I, again, know that we've left late. We should have been on the road already and we're going to be late to this festival. And I started to get a little panicky and I got nervous and I started to get pissed off at the driver for not getting us going earlier when we should have gotten going. And again, I probably not handle it right, but it's his job to get up and get us going. That's his one job. Uh, our job is to play the show. And we do a pretty good job about not getting messy before the show, and we don't go out, and we don't get lost after the show, and we don't go home with women, and we don't do you know rock, rock and roll cliched stuff. We don't do drugs. We drink beer, and we hang out, and we like go to bed and we get up in the morning and we exercise and we go run. I mean, this is what we do now. We didn't always used to do this, but I'm saying as we get going here and we get older, we get more into 
the being a little bit more professional and also just just for ourselves to like not go crazy and that stuff just sucks after a while. So we're trying to do this shit right and you know, you got to get up with us and go. That's just the way it is and we're paying you. So shut the fuck up and drive. So anyways, um he's I'm kind of getting a little nervous and he's telling me not to worry about it, which always makes me more upset. And uh we get there, of course it's rained out. Of course there's lightning. Of course there's like a 2-hour delay. Of course all of my uh stress and everything makes me look stupid um for being angry when we're not even going to be able to play the show now for two more hours we hang out there because of this we were supposed to play the main stage and because of this delay they're like well we can't put you guys on the main stage because it's going to make the festival run too long so we'll put you guys on this side tent stage we're like whatever we don't care we're we always we'll play anywhere you we'll you got to pay us what you said you're going to pay us but we'll we'll play we're we'll play first we'll play last we're not going to complain uh if you told us one thing and you tell us another like I might tell you hey man like that's not cool don't do that again but I'm not going to not play the show and I'm not going to like throw a fit about it so we just move and we play in the tent and it was insane and it was a crazy show and we had a blast uh and the guys that were running sound were killer and uh and and we crushed and there's video footage of it and it's just nutty and fun and uh and it ended up being a super crazy fun show and it just rained all night and we got out of there and uh went back to the hotel room and then uh the next day uh we headed to Ludwigshafen Germany to play under a bridge and that's when shit went crazy and that is when and where we will take up the next episode of Jed Banger's Ball, The Tour Diary, Part 2. And I hope that you uh, will stay tuned for that. So uh, I'm going to upload this episode and put it up out there and let you all know. And then I'm going to record the next one here. And uh, hopefully that will be out here. Uh, I'll put it up uh, next week. Uh, whenever this one comes out, uh, we'll do a week from uh, that episode. And we'll do The Tour Diary, Part 2, uh, where... Everyone learns to drive in Europe. All right. Thanks for listening. This is Jed Banger's Ball.